Welcome to the Two Weird Hungry Girls podcast. I'm Phoebe, and thanks for tuning in. In this episode, Carrie Keplinger of The Gluten-Free Hack and I speak with Sue Miller, who's one of the owners of Birch Run Hills Farm. She makes amazing cheese, and this was part of the Philly Farm and Food Festival podcast series. I hope you tune in to the other episodes, but enjoy this one because we talk all about cheese and it's delightful. So enjoy this episode. It's Carrie here with Phoebe at the Philadelphia Farm and Food Festival. And um, we're sitting here with my friend Sue Miller of Bertrand Hills Farm. And she makes some amazing cheeses. Um, Sue, t- give us a really quick rundown of what kind of cheese you do. Okay, so my husband and I have a dairy farm and our cheeses are raw milk, cheeses handcrafted from our cows. They are an expression of who we are, where our farm is located, and um, an expression of the milk we produce. Where is your farm located? (laughs) We are in northern Chester County, 40 miles northwest of Philadelphia, in a sweet little community called Bertrandville. And what are some of the most popular cheeses that you make? Or maybe some of, maybe not popular, your favorites? Well, I have a pretty small lineup of cheeses. I do four standards all the time, and then I do some seasonal variations on those cheeses. So some real um, cheeses that have loyal followings are the Bertrand Blue, um, our cheese called Fat Cat, which is real sassy cheese, and a real little stinker we make called Red Cat. (laughs) Fat Cat, which is sassy, and Red Cat, which is... Stinky. Stinky. A stinky cheese. <laughs> it's rich, meaty, stinky. It's like, I always feel like it's going home to my parents' house, you know, like it's a safe haven for me. When I need something comfortable, I go to that red cat cheese. It's oh, just really, really easy. So what you mean is that stinky is comfortable for you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Apparently, the stinky is better. <laughs> so here at the show today, I mean, there are thousands of people that come through. Is there like a common question that you hear over and over again about the cheese? Whether it's like the type or how does the what the cow eats affect the flavor or today I feel like you know we've been making cheese for nine here nine years here in this region and people are really curious about the raw milk cheese. In the beginning people really wanted to know how did how did our ha- animals live? Were they happy cows? And it's almost funny at this stage I think when people say to me, Are your cows happy? I feel like it should be a given. Uh-huh. Because you can't produce what we do without happy animals and content animals because it's about this dynamic. We actually got into making cheese because of the cows, because we wanted to continue dairy farming. They we were so connected to them. But today the question was about raw milk, you hmm. know. Um, raw milk cheeses are really just more diverse in flavor profiles, um, really interesting. If you do them side by side with a pasteurized milk cheese, the raw milks, I think in general, at least ours, will really outwin over the pasteurized in, in just flavor development and experience, eating experience. What about texture? Because and we tasted a lot of cheeses today, and we noticed that some of them had a very different textures from others. Um, your cheese tends to have a very smooth texture. Is that because of the milk, or is that something more to do with your skill as a cheesemaker or your process? 
Um, I think that depending on what styles of cheese people are making has a lot to do with the texture. So if you're making these kind of rugged alpine style cheeses, they're going to be a little bit drier because they need to be able to survive a long length of aging time. And in order to do that, they can't have as much moisture. A couple of the cheeses that I make that are more familiar to people are more soft textured cheeses. They're aged a lot um, a much shorter period, maybe two to three months rather than 10 to 14 months. So you're going to get that creamy mouthfeel, easygoing, you know, just smoother texture. So I think it maybe have a little bit to do with what style of cheese we're looking at. If we took them side by side, we could talk about them. But in general, it depends on what style of cheese it is. But does, does the milk being raw generally make any difference in the texture of the final product? I don't necessarily know if it's going to be something that you can quantify or qualify with the raw milk, but definitely the raw milk is going to create a cheese that is um, a little bit more diverse in flavor profile. And, you know, then you have to go to the hand of the cheesemaker. A, the quality of the milk is absolutely essential to the texture. Now, you're right, the quality of the milk, not necessarily raw, but quality. We're talking about the cleanliness, we're talking about the fat content, we're talking about the protein content. So what the cows are eating has a lot to do with that quality. How we're handling the, the cows, the cleanliness of the cows has a lot to do with it as well. So what do you feed your cows, Sue? <laughs> well, our cows are out on pasture, they're grazing, although not all of their nutrition comes from grass. We do feed them a balanced ration. So they are getting some corn, a small amount of soy, but and a lot of dry hay and then a lot of fresh grass when grass is out growing in the in the meadows. For us, it's about balance for the animals. We want them to be able to be healthy and their body to be in balance. And we're able to do that with the type of the way we mix their feed to deliver that to them. Okay, one last quick question I'd like to squeeze in because we did a, a lot of cheese tasting today. When someone who's not familiar with, because sometimes cheese tastings or pairings can be very intimidating for people. Mm-hmm. When you're presented with or when you want to present a cheese plate, are there any rules about rind? Like the rind on the cheese, like on the, uh, what's the cheese that you can brie? Yeah, brie. Can you eat the rind on a brie? And then you also offered a cheddar cheese that was something that's very new that was... The cloth cloth yes. yes. So how does that work with rind? Well, I actually love to eat rind with cheese. For me, it's a pleasing. It's part of the, it's part of, it tells a different story to the cheese. With the brie, it's a given to eat the rind. Sometimes for somebody who's new into eating cheese, it may be a little bit too tart or too acidic or too chalky for them. And so that's part of the experience of like learning about those flavors and getting accustomed to it. Because, you know, frankly, if you were to um, start out with, you know, some of these strong vinegars and in working with them with cooking, you would kind of ease your way into it and build up your experience and build up your palate. So, um, you know, it depends on the cheese. It depends on the quality of the rind. I always say if the rind is smelling ammoniated or, you know, kind of um, acidic, you know, or vinegary, you might want to pass it over. You could try a small taste of it. But if it's smelling like, I don't know, stones or the 
a creek bed, you know, that, that smell of like the stones in the bottom of the stream. It's going to be a really interesting experience and it's going to tell this really great part of the story. Or if it's kind of an earthy, mushroomy quality, you know, don't overlook the rind. On our cloth bound cheddar, I would probably pass over the rind because it does have that cloth on the outside. Um, you can pull the cloth back and eat the rind and it would be edible it would be safe to eat and it's really a matter of preference for you it's kind of like when you're talking about wine well what makes you happy what's pleasing to you but open your mind up to the process and allow yourself to develop a palate for it okay that was really helpful I hope my mother-in-law is listening to this episode. That's one of the reasons why I asked. Does she fear the rind? Yes, she does. Oh, my sister-in-law does too. And we didn't know what to do in one case, so I Googled it. I don't know. Um, So that's really helpful. Um, Now, how can people find you, and how can people find where your products are going to be? Okay, so if you're living in Philadelphia, it's really easy to find my product in the city here. Um, many of the tea shops here in the city, DeBruna Brothers, Tallulah's Daily, uh, Fair Food Farm Stand, I am such a fan of them. They do such important work on behalf of farmers. Uh, you can find me at the Head House Farmers Market. If you're out in Chester County, come find us at the Phoenixville Farmers Market. We're at Bryn Mawr on Saturdays as well. We do a pop-up market from our farm, and you have to really want to be able to find us to come to our pop-up market. You can sign up for an email from us from our website or follow us on social media, and the week of the market, we'll announce it. Okay. And you can come right to the source, right I, to the farm. That sounds fun, like visit the happy cows, just in case you don't truly believe yes. that they're happy believe, cows. Believe in the happy cows. So do you, do you have a website? We do have a website. It's BertrandHillsFarm.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram. I do a lot on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. And we often invite other producers to our pop-up market. Oh. So you never know. who will be there. So follow her on Instagram for sure. Yes, do. See pictures of cheese and cows. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, Sue, thank you so much. Oh, it was so great to see you here today. Thanks for coming out. Okay. Thanks, Sue. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Two Weird Hungry Girls on the Road. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to some of our local food producers and food hosts. Please do me a favor. If you like what you heard, leave us a review in iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to the show. We'd really appreciate it. We'd love to hear what you love, what you'd love to hear more of, um, and your honest feedback. So please do that. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye.